Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Let's hop in the time machine. Time for Flashback Friday. Let's go back in time. It's Flashback Friday. Let's go way back. Way back in time. Because it's Friday. <laughs> you ain't got no job. Uh-oh. What? My time machine has been activated. Time machine? I didn't know you had a time machine. All right, Rupert, prepare to time travel. Let's go all the way back to June 9th, 2019, where we discuss a particular Charlotte Hornet. Although the only time you really see him circulating on social media, is the most social media these days is when people ask the question, name a time where a star player played for an obscure franchise. Tony Parker. Retires from the NBA. Yes. Four years ago, 2019, after just playing one lone season with the Charlotte Hornets. How weird was that season seeing Tony in a Charlotte Hornet uniform? And what do you remember from those days? Yeah, I just remember the fact of just in Charlotte feeling like we always get great athletes kind of at the tail end of their careers. And this was a guy, it was so random. I was like, why does he want to come here for one? Because it's not like a a vet like Tony Parker, most of the time when they leave their respective franchises, they're ring chasing. They want to try to get that last final piece of jewelry. So I was like, why is he coming to Charlotte? That was my number one thought the whole time he was here. Like, why is he here? I remember Tony Parker actually playing well for them the first half of the season. And we weren't just having a, oh, okay, he's playing pretty well for the team. Like, everything's going pretty well for him. We were discussing whether he should win sixth man of the year, at least within the first couple of months. You know how we do the way too early, who wins this award type thing. Tony Parker was in the running. He averaged nine and a half points per game. He was out there facilitating one of the first first guys off the bench. He averaged about 20 minutes, only played in 56 games. I do believe he got hurt, but I do remember Tony Parker actually having a pretty decent sized role on this squad, which was something to behold. So weird. And people always go like Hakeem Olajuwon for the Raptors. Patrick Ewing for the Magic. Tony Parker for the Hornets is certainly one of those guys that fits that bill. And that's one of those jerseys that people will wear. And you'll be like, wait, he played for them? Because most guys like that, too, you would see them maybe play with multiple franchises at the end of their career. 17 seasons in San Antonio. And his last season was in Charlotte. It was just random. Yeah, very random. Very, very random. All right, let's move up to June 10th, 2020. Here was the topic that I was talking about for the Charlotte Hornets. A couple questions. What's the likelihood we see Mitch's first in-season trade next year? We still haven't seen many big in-season trades. If you want to count Brad Wanamaker for cash considerations, (laughs) I guess technically he's made an in-season trade. They did make one for Montrez Harrell. That was the biggest one they've made so far when they sent your boy Ish Smith to Washington. Yeah. Vernon Carey goes there as well. They bring in Montrez Harrell for half a season. They get blown out, of course, in the play-in game, but I do like what he did offensively. So don't know if Mitch Kupchak is going to have the first big in-season trade in 2023, 2024, once the trade deadline hits. Also, here's something. We got another quote. This was three years ago, 2020, okay? Still happening. Mitch Kupchak constantly says they're not going to be big players in free agency. He's been saying this every single season. He's been the GM for the Hornets. This is part of the problem, right? I like him telling the truth. 
I think in 2019, 2020, I probably had a better take on Mitch Kupchak telling us that they're not going to be big players in free agency. But now here we are with you in your third, your fourth season. I need you to do something to give Hornets fans hope and get a bigger name through a trade or not even a bigger name. Just start to go after it a little bit more instead of saying, hey, my hands are tied. We're in a small market. That's the thing right there, man. I just want to know that I was there. Okay, that's the frustrating part. You come out and tell us, look, don't get your hopes up. Like it's like your parents taking you to the mall. They don't tell you why, and once you get in there, you get excited about the potential of what you could get, and they let you know before you even walk in there. Listen, you're not getting anything, so don't don't worry about it. You're not going to get any toys. We're not even going to the toy store. And so you're like, yeah, like it just ruins the whole trip. And so with the Hornets, it's a similar thing to where they're just telling you, Mitch, and say, hey, don't get your hopes up. No superstar players unless something just out of the heavens happens and so it just frustrates you as a fan I mean can we be aggressive can we get on our David Tepper so to speak and go after people if you don't get them that's fine but at least we know you try Um, I asked this question about the Carolina Panthers and it's not a good one it shows how down bad we were at that time which second round pick has the bigger season Greg Little or Etor Gross Matos? Fitty's <laughs> face, eyes wide open. Yeah, who has the better second round season? YGM is still on the roster. We still don't know what's going to happen with YGM, whether he can, he might be a surprise cut. Don't even know if it's considered a surprise at this point, but he is in that weird limbo because you did invest a high draft pick in him. He does play the run well. At least his run stop win rate was very good, measured by ESPN advanced stats, but he has not gotten after the passer whatsoever. That's why you drafted him. And Greg Little was traded very quickly. I don't even know where he plays now. I know he went to Miami for a while, but Greg Little certainly not going to have a bigger year than YGM for Carolina. Yeah, and I remember when Greg Little came out of high school, he was all the rage. So it was just a surprise that he ended ended up flaming out, especially at a position offensive line to where if you some Somewhat decent, you will have a little bit of a playing career in the NFL. Some college questions before we head to the next break. North Carolina was fresh off the heels of a surprising season. I was asking the question if North Carolina was a top rising program to keep an eye on in the ACC. Are there any other ACC programs you're excited to see take that next step? How do we feel about Carolina now? After the first season Mac Brown had, would you say they fall short of those expectations, or do you think this is about in line of what you expected after Mac's first season back? Uh, I think in some ways they've been a little bit ahead of schedule, okay. especially when you looked at where the ACC was when he first got there. You're talking about Clemson looking like they were just ridiculous and nobody was going to beat them and they were going to win 10 straight ACC titles, which they're still on a heavy trajectory to win just a boatload of ACC championships. But I thought it was going to take Mac some time to rebuild. And I was really unsure of the hire in the first place. I thought he was going to come in and Carolina was just going to be mediocre. I did not see a ACC championship game appearance coming. Didn't see Drake May coming. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. But I think he's done a solid job thus far from what I thought it was going to be. 